Good morning and welcome to Subject ACT for local current affairs from a curious and informed perspective. I'm Doug Dobing. Today on Subject ACT we talk about Canberra's jail, the Alexander McConaughey Centre and breaking the cycle of imprisonment. To help us understand this subject we have Prisoners Aid President Dr Hugh Smith and Vice President Shoba Varki. Between them they have over 60 years experience working in jails with prisoners and their families. We talk about the AMC and how many prisoners come from very disadvantaged backgrounds and the struggles faced by their families they leave behind. People go into prison with all sorts of disadvantages. Some of them are addressed while they're in prison in the form of rehabilitation. But even when they come out after whatever length of time, they still have a lot of disadvantages. And how Prisoners Aid helps to break the cycle of imprisonment. Uh, when people land up in jail, it's the ultimate last resort. But what Prisoners Aid does, we're a tiny little NGO, and we help people who have no other hope. From Prisoners Aid, President Hugh Smith, welcome to our program. Glad to be here. And Shoba Varki, uh, the Vice President of Prisoners Aid in Canberra. Welcome, Shoba. Thank you very much. Please, pleasure to be here. For many people, their perception of jail is what they see on TV or in the movies. Could you describe what the Alexander McConaughey Centre is like? The AMC is a fairly complex prison. It holds sentenced prisoners and remand prisoners, those still to go to trial. It holds males and females. It holds high, medium and low security. It holds people who are segregated from other prisoners because they need protection or because they are dangerous. It's got a, uh, a crisis section for people undergoing um, very uh, sort of psychotic conditions. Mm. They held there briefly. So all these categories of prisoner have to be managed and by and large kept separate. In, in essence, it's not a jail where everybody is just stuck into to yards. No. They are probably assessed at the start mm. and allocated to their particular areas, is That's that correct? correct? It also has a women's section, which is totally different. Mm. I mean, it's in the prison. It's the only prison in the whole of Australia that has all these categories, like Hugh has explained, as well as a women's section, which is within the prison, but a separate area. There's no mixing with the uh, genders there. Mm. Which is so important, it's very yeah. hard to manage such a prison, as you would for understand. sure. How long have you been involved with working with prisoners? <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been involved about 45 years mm. with Prisoners Aid. Yeah. Uh, almost from the beginning. We, we began in 1963. I, I joined not too long after that. So this is Prisoners Aid um, for ACT? Yeah. For the ACT, yes. So it's been going on for mm. all those years. And what about yourself, Shoba? How long have you been well, involved with prisoners? Well, as you said, it's been, it's been going for 54 years, and Hugh's been part of that for 45 years. I've been going with Prisoners Aid for 17 years Yeah. Um, yeah. as a, just an ordinary committee member and now as vice president for the last uh, three or four or five years. I've lost track. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's a it's a very rewarding um, um, organization to work with because we do help a lot of people. 
Yeah, I'll let yeah. you ask you some more questions <laughs> and then go on to Look, other I'm, motivation. I'm curious is why would you want to help prisoners? Because okay. some people's view is that they've done the crime, so they should do the time. But why would you want to be involved and help? This is to you or to me? Shoba, okay. we'll let you go this time first. Well, you basically, I think that, first of all, we shouldn't have such rigid prison structures. When I think of someone with alcohol and other drug issues or mental health issues, I don't feel personally that the prison is a place to deal with them. Mm. There was an Australia 21 report out about drug and alcohol and people addicted to various substances. Mm. Now, they were thinking of a societal response to it and have community involvement and have appropriate psychological and physiological treatments for people. Mm. Uh, when people land up in jail, it's the ultimate last resort. Yes. They've lost all hope. And, and then because they've committed a crime, I understand about doing the crime and serving the time. But what Prisoners Aid does, we're a tiny little NGO, and we help people who have no other hope. When they come out, they've done their time, mm. Doug. Yes we, yes. we don't want to then continue for the rest of the life for them doing their time. This is why I'd like society to show some compassion, show some forgiveness, and mm. say, okay, person X has committed crime, they've done their time, they've come out with no jobs, no accommodation, no nothing, maybe no family. What are we trying to do to them? Uh, we're going to, you know, uh, make them pay for the rest of their lives? So yes. my motivation is to prevent recidivism, to prevent people being locked up. So I'll give you to Hugh and see what he has to say on this. Yeah, great. So, so in essence, from mm -hmm. from your side, Shoba, mm -hmm. is your involvement is to is a preventative measure. Yes. So that they don't reoffend. That's There's correct. a way that changes. Hugh, when the Canberra Jail, the AMC, was built, it was to focus on rehabilitation. What steps happen in the AMC to help rehabilitate? What do they do? Right, there are some rehabilitation programs of various kinds. Uh, mm. There is a therapeutic centre to try and get people off drugs and a lot of those who go in do have a drug problem or an alcohol problem mm. or a mental health problem and so on. There are some education programs, programs like anger management. There are some work activities. There is now a laundry operating which is run by prisoners and I think there's a bakery as mm. well and uh, one or two other trades gardening mm. that's to try and get prisoners uh, used to work and maybe give them uh, a, a bit of skill so do you see that being effective as a preventative or a rehabilitative approach i think it certainly does some good mm. but there are no guarantees in this business no. people go into prison with all sorts of disadvantages some of them are addressed while they're in prison in the form of rehabilitation. But even when they come out after whatever length of time, they still have a lot of disadvantages. Okay, like but which disadvantages would you see? There may still be um, drug dependency of some sort or mm -hmm. alcohol problem. There's often uh, low education levels or poor literacy. There's often just poor general health and people coming out of prison have to get back to see a doctor again and often don't know where to start. So there's a lot of complicated factors. It's not just mm. offending behaviour that they're in jail having to, if you want to say, work with. There's health yeah. issues, there's dependency issues, probably education, mm. poor literacy. That's okay, right. so there's a complexity. So they can serve their time and they come out 
of jail, but those factors can make it difficult for them to assimilate back into society. Is that right? That's right. And, mm. of course, they've not been employed for a year, two years, five years. Mm. Uh, mm. That doesn't look good to any prospective employer. No, no. There's a natural discrimination against someone who's been a, a prisoner. So, so in one way, they could be paying for their crime. They're, they're serving their sentence inside. Yeah. But there could be a new challenge once they're released. Mm. Yes, they, they can be punished even when the prison sentence is finished. And, of course, often their families are punished as well. In what way do you mean? In that suddenly they may be short of money because the father usually or husband has gone inside. There's no income they struggle to pay the rent and electricity bills, uh, mm. maintain cars, pay kids' school costs, all that sort of thing. Families are often left struggling. We often see the offender being sentenced, going to jail, but they may have been the main income earner, mm. and so the family is financially affected yeah. by yeah. the offender being imprisoned. Yeah, and it affects children as well. Mm. Sometimes uh, stigmatised at school, you know, your dad's in prison, that sort of taunt. So it could be a really difficult time for the whole family. So we're not just looking at offender management and sentencing in jail. There are wider impacts, like you're saying, on the family, the partner and the the children. And sometimes it's the parents, elderly parents. Right, right. uh, Grown-up kids have got into trouble with drugs or theft or whatever. And... uh, they're having to um, visit regularly, um, provide support or look after a, an empty home that uh, the prisoners had to leave behind. And Shobo, mm. h- how does Prisoners Aid help the prisoner and their families? Okay, we provide the first port of call when mm-hmm. someone's just been released from prison. Now, sometimes this happens uh, always on a public holiday right. or on so- a Friday, which is the worst possible time to release someone. But that's really? how our court system works. We ha- are trying to work with the justice system so that they don't release prisoners uh, just before a weekend or a long, or weekend, a long weekend or a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just before, on Christmas Eve. Mm, um, all, so all what we centers, do is yeah. we help them, first of all, um, they have case managers, but they're all, you know, very overworked in the ratio of one case manager to a prisoner. I think on average there are about 400 men, which has bounced up to 500. Uh, and about 20 women. Uh, this is just off the top of my head. It, it, there's a muster and it changes from day to day. Mm-hmm. So when this person comes out and is released suddenly, or even with planning, normally the case manager might have an accommodation organized and a place for uh, the person to go and live and some food. Mm-hmm. Some of them come out with absolutely nothing and no warning that they've been released today and they just turn up at, at our car's office, the court and referral service which is in the magistrate's court in civic so they wouldn't know no um, they wouldn't know look so they don't get like a week or a day's notice this happens because Mm. people uh, they're on remand yes and they they apply for bail and unexpectedly Mm. get it okay so bail clients can be unexpectedly Mm. released due to to a court result Mm. yeah and of course if the prisoner Yep, get okay. bail, then they want to take it immediately, <laughs> even yeah. if they're unprepared. So so that creates its own problems. There, yes. there's, there's not a real planning for them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Whereas a sentenced prisoner, say I've done a crime and I'm released tomorrow morning at seven, 9 o'clock, I have my case, and then I'm released at 11 o'clock. Now, that's a planned release because I've done my time mm. and I know that I finish tomorrow. Uh, so I can then work with my case manager, get my drug management under control, 
if I have mental health issues, get that uh, support for it. I know that I'm going into initially maybe Samaritan House uh, as a male prisoner, but females don't. Hmm. Um, Inanna is closed, so you know there's very few places for women to go. There are some refuges, but not many. Uh, and then finally, you end up with um, um, or your family come and say, yes, you can come and stay with us, which is lucky. Hmm. Some prisoners have no family. The family have sometimes completely ostracized the prisoner, so when they come out, they have absolutely nobody. So people like you and all our volunteers and sometimes myself go and pick people up out of, out of the AMC and take them to their first destination. Mm. And the other thing is they might not have a birth certificate or anything because all their identity has been taken away when they're arrested sometimes. So really they don't, start they don't from have... scratch building the identity of the person. So you work with them to, to try and get some forms of identity? Yes. Mm. That's one of our major... Would you say, Hugh, that's one of our most... One of our key key functions. Mm -hmm. Uh, They often lose the original birth certificate. The the, the prison can get birth certificates for prisoners born in the ACT, Mm. but for complicated bureaucratic reasons. They can't if the prisoners were born outside the ACT. So we do that in liaison with with the prison. Prisoners Aid President Hugh Smith and Vice President Shoba Vaki between them, they have over 60 years' experience working in jails with prisoners and their families. They say many prisoners come from very disadvantaged backgrounds with low education, poor health, poor literacy and addiction problems, and they need continued support after being released from prison. After this song, they will talk more about prisoners' aid and how they work hard to reduce the cycle of imprisonment and reoffending. You are listening to Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3. I'm Doug Dobing. Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone It's been too long since we took the time No one's to blame, my no time flies so quickly Take a trip somewhere far, far away 
That track was from 1980, Just Like Starting Over, a song written and performed by John Lennon for his album Double Fantasy. Thank you for listening to 2XXFM 98.3, People Powered Radio. If you have an interest in radio or would like to sponsor a program or subscribe, please contact us on 2XXFM.org.au. Today, we talk about the Alexander McConaughey Centre and how many prisoners come from very disadvantaged backgrounds and the struggles faced by their families they leave behind. As I say, they're often behind the eight ball in, in education, in health, in addictions and all those sorts of problems. They may not trust a case manager or a true care officer as much as they trust a volunteer from Prisoners' Aid. And Prisoners' Aid works with prisoners and their families to help reduce the cycle of imprisonment. You mentioned that many leave jail Mm. or during while they're in jail, they're ostracised by family Mm. and friends. How important are friends and family in their rehabilitation? Absolutely vital. I I particularly go and ask uh, to see prisoners who don't have any visitors because I think we'd like more people to come and join Prisoners Aid to go and see people like uh, there are various other nationalities. I'm of Indian origin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do a lot of the multicultural community, so I try and link them up with people like, uh, say, a Chinese person uh, who has nobody and speaks only Chinese. We have to link that person up, or someone who's, say, French or Spanish or Greek or Melanesian or Indonesian or someone who's an islander. Like, I know that in Goulburn they have segregation based on different racial uh, categories. We don't have that in Canberra. but So the whole idea is that we go there and visit people who don't get any visitors, especially due to either coming from another state and doing the crime in Canberra and being locked up. Mm. We help their families come and visit them. Yep. And uh, so we, we help the families because the families are also punished or they, they first of all, they, they do love their children, some of them, and they haven't ostracized themselves. So when they know that say person X is locked up, they make a long trip from Queensland or from West Australia or from Tasmania or from even New South Wales and Melbourne or from some remote rural region and they come here and they, we, the prison's not open on Mondays and Tuesdays, it's only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and there's a booking system. Right so if you haven't booked in advance, you don't get a visit. So it's important for people to know if they do want to visit the jail. There's, it's Wednesday to Sundays, but they need to book in advance. Correct. Wow. So they don't know that, and they turn up on a Monday saying, I want to see my son Jimmy. Well, sorry, you can't see him till Wednesday. Oh, dear. So all this is sort of needs to be informed because people have, there's a distinct lack of, I don't know, information and communication. And so we have lots of people coming up, you know, in tears, I've come from Queensland, I want to see my son, and I can't, and we try and help. So this is the whole idea. So families need to, they play a vital role in the rehabilitation and the reintegration of the person when they finish the sentence and they're back in the community. Mm. Vital. We have a a half-time worker who's based at the AMC in the visitor's waiting area, and so she can meet families and talk about their their different problems. And 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 that's been working more or less since the the prison opened. And the prison opened in, was it 2009? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Now, now Shoba mentioned that Prisoner's Aid is an NGO. Does it rely solely on volunteers? Uh, 1.5 staff. 
<laughs> are paid for. <laughs> so, who, <laughs> so who gets cut in half? So yes. so most of your work is done yes. by volunteers. How many volunteers would you have? About 20 to 25 at the moment. We, and we do have some casual staff who work from time to time in our office hmm. in the magistrate's court, and that can be fairly busy. And as a volunteer for Prisoners' Aid, what would they do? If they're working, assisting in the office, but if you do unpaid, they meet clients who knock on the door or mm-hmm. who ring us up with, with all sorts of problems. We also get calls from prisoners. They, oh, okay. they have a free phone mm. call system yes. and, and can call us directly in our office in, in the magistrate's court. So we're dealing with ex-prisoners, uh, prisoners calling on the phone, uh, families of prisoners, uh, and we, we can provide some financial assistance. Mm. We can provide bus tickets, sometimes essentials cards, which allow them to uh, buy groceries and the like, but, but not alcohol or so, cigarettes. So what would you say from a prisoner side, what is the most frequent request from prisoners for your service? <laughs> Birth certificate, bus ticket, yeah. or my way card, essential cards, just food and groceries because they come out with no food most of the time. So so from their initial release, yep. they would contact you and just to get that yes, basic, basic essentials yeah, to carry lot, them over the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are released under what's called the, the Through Care Program, mm. which is right. run by Corrective Services, which is intended to uh, you know, equip them with everything they need. But for all sorts of reasons, uh, the, there are gaps from time to time and, and we fill those gaps and there are some prisoners who come out not under the through care program so through care is a structured case management program mm. yeah organized it's, by corrective services yeah, that's yeah. intended to apply i think for 12 months mm-hmm. after release it begins while they're in prison and mm. goes on and various community organizations do So if it was through care, does that also link them if they need counselling, addiction counselling and support and so on? It will try to link them with programs to help with with addiction or mental health problems or Mm. alcohol problems. Okay. So there's a sort of a program to help them transition back to the community. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And that's been going, I think, for two or three years now. And there has been a a study of it um, just recently. I haven't seen the results yet, but I think the indications are it is helping to improve the rate of success mm-hmm. after people come out of prison. Do you believe prisoners' behaviours can change? It depends yes. on the yes. individual. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some do. I mean, essentially it comes down to the prisoner themselves. Mm. We can advise them, push mm-hmm. them in this direction and that direction, and corrective services do the same or warn them. But ultimately it comes down to that release prisoner making a decision. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and make a go of it this time. But you're providing those opportunities if they mm. do want to we, change. We help them make that sort of decision. And we, we try and sort of convince them that the whole world isn't against them. There are at least some people on their side. And we, we have the advantage that we are non-governmental. We, we're not dependent on corrections. We have no power or authority over them, which, mm. say, a parole officer does. Mm. Yes. So yeah. they tend to trust us and, and um, often are grateful for, for even the small assistance that we can give them. Mm. They may not trust a case manager or a through care officer as much as they trust a volunteer from prisoner's aid. Mm. And we have two very dedicated uh, lady volunteers 
who go and teach English and are very uh, supportive of the women's side of prison. Oh, and they? Sh- people who are locked up, uh, the yeah. female side of the prison, share a lot of their you know, issues with, with these two ladies who go in. These issues that you know, send a person to prison might have taken an incubation period of 20, 30 years for them to end up in prison. Mm. So it's like peeling an onion. You can't fix a problem that's taken that long, a cumulative time to materialize. Mm. We can't fix it or through care can't fix it in one year. And apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hugh, <laughs> uh, the average prisoner only spends 31 days in prison from some report or the other, which is very limited time. Now, to fix someone or to help rehabilitate a person, it can take up to five years. It can take 10 years. We can't just go there and force ourselves on someone and say, you need to be changed. This is the way out. This is the path. No, it doesn't work that way. That person must want to be rehabilitated or integrated into society and needs to say, you know, they're very intelligent, some of them, but they're choosing to use their intelligence in a way where they commit a crime. So it's how do you show someone that you can actually make money in a positive way without breaking the law. And the bonus is you've got a service like your own supporting them while they are there and transitioning back into society. Now, if someone would like more information Mm -hmm. about becoming involved as a volunteer with Prisoners Aid, Mm -hmm. how can they go about that? Right. They can call our office each weekday morning between about 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock and speak to uh, one of our staff or to uh, a volunteer who will be there and we can send an application form which will ask what sort of things they're interested in doing. And the phone number is 62574866. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Yes, I guess my personal motivation is the sense of fair go, Mm. that those who go into prison are often already at a disadvantage in society, and prison itself is a chance to uh, equip them with, with some resources to catch up and it's also important they get some help when they come out to try and uh, get back into society because, uh, as I say, they're often behind the eight ball in, in education, in health, in addictions and all those sorts of problems. Prevention is definitely better than cure. So yes. by preventative methods and by helping people who are disadvantaged or have um, you know, disabilities in the community, we don't lock them up. That's not going to help fix the problem. And to help show that there are other positive ways of earning an income and to find satisfaction in one's life. And, uh, yeah, we, we help people who may find that that's not the only way to do something. There are other ways to uh, repair things and mm. to find a way out, a path where they can get some satisfaction from their lives. Hugh and Shoba, thank you very much for joining us today on Subject ACT. Thank you. Thanks very much, Doug. That was Prisoner's Aid President Dr Hugh Smith and Vice President Shoba Varki talking about the about Canberra's jail, the Alexander McConaughey Centre and the work of Prisoner's Aid working hard to reduce the cycle of imprisonment. You can listen to this program and other informative podcasts at soundcloud.com forward slash subject ACT. Tune in to Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3 each weekday morning from 8.30 till 9. You can also stream us live at 2XXFM.org.au forward slash listen. And don't forget to stay in touch on Facebook and Twitter. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 People Powered Radio. Thank you for your company on Subject ACT. I'm Doug Dobing. Have a great day.